The Scoop Podcast, brought to you by PPG, the official paint of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Welcome into the latest Scoop Podcast here presented by PPG on the Penguins Radio Network alongside Penn's Inside Scoop's Michelle Cracchiolo. I'm Josh Getzoff, and our guest today, Jason Zucker, newest Penguin. Jason, thanks for joining us. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Thanks. And so, Jason, I mean, this was the first trade of your career, and now that you've had maybe a little time to reflect on it, just how have you been settling in so far uh, to Pittsburgh and with your new team? Yeah, it's uh, it's been good. The guys have been great. Um, you know, they've, they've really welcomed me into the team from day one, and they've been great about it. So um, I couldn't have asked for a better setup coming into. Um, obviously, the, the first trade is always a little bit more jarring than the rest, I'm sure. But... Um, you know, it, it was tough for me because Minnesota is, you know, such a special place for, for uh, my family. And obviously, I was drafted there and played my whole career there, so that changes things. But um, overall, you know, the guys have been great helping the transition. I'm very excited to be here in Pittsburgh. I think um, there's not many better organizations to come to, if any. I mean, this, this place is just unbelievable. So um, I'm very excited to be a part of it and uh, should be a fun rest of the year. You were born in Newport Beach. We'll get to that in a little bit. Then you go to Vegas then Detroit, then go to school in Denver, then get drafted by Minnesota. Basically, my point being, you spent your whole life west of the Mississippi. <laughs> now you're in Pittsburgh. What's the biggest thing that surprised you about uh, the city of Pittsburgh? I know you came there a bunch as a visitor, but now yeah. calling it home and, and not just beyond this year for a couple of years to come. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to learn the ropes a little bit, of, you know, <laughs> from, from Cranberry where the practice facility is to downtown. And um, obviously, anytime you get into a city, it, it seems like just a a complete mess and so I'm trying to figure out um, how's the driving situation been so far in terms of like I haven't done a ton <laughs> luckily for me is staying downtown at the hotel the drive out to Cranberry is actually really nice that's yeah that was my normal commute in Minnesota was about 25 minutes okay so yeah. I actually I like that that's kind of routine for me in the mornings so that was perfect and driving up the highway I mean you get on the highway and it's it's that was really simple so that was nice um, it's going to take me about 10 years to figure out the airport. <laughs> oh, the airport, The whole airport yeah. situation is a complete mess. Yes. Um, <laughs> They're putting renovations into it, though. It does sound like in a couple of years it'll be a totally different into setup the airport there. or the roads to get there? Uh, that The roads, I don't know. The airport itself, yes. Yeah, no, no, no. The airport's fine. Yeah. It's getting there. <laughs> that is... Oh, yeah, there's a million different ways. Well, and yeah. even from, from Cranberry, the one day we went, I followed Matt Murray and we were down back roads and like <laughs> I thought at some point we pulled into somebody's driveway and all of a sudden we're, it was crazy and then from the game the other day it was the same thing I mean I, I drove with Jared McCann and Brian Rust and neither of them knew how to get there they were mapping it and so yeah it's gonna be That'll yeah. take me a while. I feel I like think. I saw you guys unloading from the truck like a clown car. I was like, there's like 10 well, people. <laughs> well, what had happened, so I had a rental car um, in Pittsburgh, but I told Jason Seedling to get rid of it. You know, we had talked about getting rid of it because we have such a long trip here. There's no point in paying for a rental car while we're on the road. Right. So I packed up the entire hotel. So everything that I currently have is sitting in Jared McCann's truck. Um, so we had to, like I said, I was giving yeah. back the rental car. So I just, I loaded up everything, threw it in the back of his truck, and now he's holding on to it for me. I think I got to pay him some rent or something. But yeah, it was good. What a guy, yeah. what a team player. Yeah, he's helping me out a little bit. Not to rub it in also, but uh, you know, we're sitting here as we record this in California. It's like mid seventies, pretty nice outside. I understand it's about 10 degrees in Pittsburgh today. So hopefully nothing super valuable well, that's in that pretty car. warm in minnesota that's so, true right so yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. Talking to you're, you're, yeah you're, you're probably yeah. just loving we've it. got i mean 
I might be exaggerating slightly, but we've got like six feet of snow at my I FaceTimed the, the kids and they were building a snowman the other day. So <laughs> yeah, Pittsburgh's perfect. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, just like now you're in Pittsburgh, you're in Minnesota, but growing up in Vegas, just what was that adjustment like going from obviously amazing weather all the time <laughs> to yeah. freezing weather all people the time. People don't realize Vegas gets a little colder than people think it does. I mean, it'll get, it'll drop into the 20s and 30s at night. I mean, it, it gets cold. Not every once in a while, a little snow when it's just chaos there when that happens and it's, <laughs> it's very light. Um, <laughs> just chaos. I'm yeah. sure the driving oh is Oh my goodness. It's just, yeah. People forget how to probably. The whole town yeah. shuts down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so it does get a little bit cold, but I, when I moved to Michigan at 15, it was almost more of an excitement, you know, going to live in the snow. I remember the first snowstorm we had, um, I lived with a, uh, my roommate actually is from Pennsylvania, um, a small town called Wampum, Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. um, and so w the first like blizzard we had, we got like six feet of snow. We literally couldn't get out the front door. So him and I jumped out of the second floor into the snow to like shovel the driveway and everything for our, our billet family. It was great. That's awesome. Yeah, so it was fun. It was like we, for me, not ever being in it that was the first time i got to i mean we would go to colorado sure for for tournaments we we had a tournament in boston one year so i mean we've seen the snow we had been around it but not every day and not yeah. like i'd never driven in it so i learned that and you know <laughs> so that yeah it was uh it was a learning curve but it was fun i mean it was more of an excitement than it was uh you know having to deal with the snow Wampum, that's uh, I believe that's where Stephen Johns is yeah, from, right? Exactly, is yeah. That who you're so, talking yeah about? He was my roommate oh. in Ann Arbor. <laughs> how, yeah. how random I'm, is that? That's yeah. awesome, you knew that. Yeah, <laughs> that's so the only he, time he plays, I've ever heard of that town. Yeah, so he plays for the Dallas Stars now. Yeah, um, uh -huh. so when we played in Michigan at the U.S. development program, he was my roommate for two years there. So you had a Pittsburgh connection way ahead yeah. of your time in Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's pretty actually, cool. and I keep in touch with this family quite often, um, which is nice. And so, um, his sister was just she was at one of the first games that um, one of our first games when I had played. So um you know i unfortunately didn't get to say hi but regardless it was it's kind of cool knowing that they're i didn't realize how close it was to pittsburgh actually. yeah yeah right it's not really far i i actually went to wampum when we played in ann arbor we drove down it was like four hours mm -hmm. five hours or so um but i didn't realize how close it was to actually pittsburgh yeah, yeah the hockey world i mean it's just it's so small it is it's so awesome yeah it's crazy like the connections that you can make even the guys that I knew on Pittsburgh, you know, before I got here, playing World Juniors with Bukestad and Dumoulin and, um, you know, with Rust and, you know, playing two years with Rust. I mean, there's there's a lot of connections that you just end up making um, through other players you played with or other teams and all different, all different stuff. When you look at your time so far in Pittsburgh, I know the biggest thing that we've talked to guys about when they come on board is adjusting to being a Penguin within the room. And by that, I mean, there's so many superstitions on this team and so many things that have to fall in line to even get out of the locker room and get on the ice. It's funny to watch from a distance, but I'm always curious for guys that are coming in. It's, it's funny to watch your first couple warm up when, when guys don't really know where they can even stand without getting in the way of a certain guy. What's that been like for you here over the yeah, last couple of weeks? Guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah. don't want to single names. anyone out that has a couple of numbers on the back of his sweater that might add up to 15, but uh, yeah. yeah. No, you know what, it's, for me, every team has it. Yeah. It, it's just, it varies how much, you okay. know, from team to team is really what it comes down to and from player to player. Um, but every single guy has got them. Um, the difference is, is, you know, for me being in, in Minnesota for, for eight years, like when, when the call-ups come up where I stand, they're getting out of the way of that, right? <laughs> Whereas like 
here, now I'm the new guy. I'm trying to figure out just where to stand and where guys are. And it's not even, for some guys, now there's some that obviously are, but for some guys, it's not superstitious. It's just kind of where the drills that we do yeah. you know, end up going and you just get used to being in certain spots. And so it's not even superstition for, I'd say 90% of guys. It's just the flow right. of warmups and the way it goes. So for, for the new guy, the way that their warmups works is a little bit different than how ours was. It's pretty much the same, but a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And so it's trying to navigate that more so than you know, than the superstition side of it. Do you have superstitions? Everybody I mean, does. Yeah. Everybody does. Yeah. I'm and glad someone, you're admitting it. Because. Yeah. And if someone tells you they don't, they're lying. Um, the one thing I'll say for myself is I'm, I, I have OCD. So for me, a lot of mine gets a lot of my like OCD and like neat freak mentality yeah. gets taken for superstition. I actually just had this talk with uh, Chad Rubidale the other day. Yeah. And we were kind of saying that like, you know, he noticed a couple of things like the way I tie my skates. And I'm like, that has nothing to do with superstition. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just, I looking at that, like I, it has yeah. to be perfect. Yeah. So it's not like if I tie it wrong, I'm not going to score. It's no, right. I need to fix it because yeah. I don't like looking at it yeah. that way. <laughs> so that's more how I am myself. Yeah. I like that. Well, so Josh mentioned Newport Beach earlier. So we're not that far, obviously, being in California. Um, you were born there, right? And yep. then you got engaged there and married there, from what yeah. I understand? Yeah, so it kind of came full circle, which is yeah. a little bit crazy. I was born in Newport Beach, but we moved to Vegas when I was two months old. Um, oh, wow. My, yeah, so I've <laughs> so been like, no memory. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, so Vegas is, <laughs> Vegas is home, you know, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, my great grandfather, you know, lived here for his entire life. So every summer we would come back here and we would stay in Newport Beach and we'd see them and we'd go to the beach and we'd have fun. And that was just kind of our summer family trip that we did. Now, most of the time it ended up coinciding with a roller hockey tournament or something we had as well. So we would end up being down here for a couple of weeks and play a roller hockey tournament, go, you know, spend our little beach time and then we'd head home. Um, but Vegas has always been, always been home. But then, um, extremely long story short when I with the wild we <laughs> played we had the first games of the season were here in California so after training camp we went and stayed at a place called Pelican Hill okay. in Newport Beach it's a really nice resort um, and so we stayed there with the team and then that summer I was planning to propose to Carly and I'm like this place was unbelievable so we should go there and it's Newport so it's nice yeah. weather and everything will be great yeah. so did that and then this story is absurd, but there was a photo that Carly had seen long, long ago um, of this wedding venue. And so we propose, you know, I proposed to her there and we're, I'm like, you know, what, we're here. We actually saw a wedding happening, you know, that night. So we're like, we should just get a brochure and just check it out. Yeah. Well, that photo was the first photo that she had seen that she tagged on like Pinterest like 10 years ago. Oh my God. And so it was just like, it was crazy that that happened yeah. that way. And yeah. so we decided that day we were going to get married there. It was kind of, and so we did it to the day one year later at Pelican Hill. Wow. Yeah. So it kind of worked out well. That's amazing. Well, and then and we I, spent our first anniversary there too, actually. Did yeah. you have like the wedding cake or, no, I feel like you obviously no. wouldn't have been able to bring that out there. That's a dumb question. Yeah. Scratch that from the record. <laughs> no, some people do though. Some people do. Yeah. Some yeah. people do. Yeah. That, no, we did not. Yeah. Well, I feel like, I mean, I had already followed Carly on social media before you even came to Pittsburgh. She just seems so awesome and, and sorry, so funny. Sorry, deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, actually going off that, it's yeah. just like, I mean, 
how did you guys first meet and just like how would you explain like the dynamic between you two because it seems like you guys just have such an amazing relationship yeah uh, it's, it's a lot of fun I'll say yeah. that um, and I think that's what makes it special for her and I is that we have yeah. fun and and we don't take ourselves too seriously we, we like to enjoy every every bit of it we have three amazing kids and, and it and we just try to have fun with things and, and try not to take life too seriously all the time and, and I yeah. think um, in a world where everything gets taken out of proportion in so many ways, we try to just have fun with it and enjoy life the best we can because we yeah. were very blessed to you know, have three healthy kids and, and great families on, on both sides and um, careers that we can you know, look forward to and, and those things. But um, regardless, I mean, I met her in Minneapolis. Um, actually, I, this is a little bit of a funny story as well. Um, <laughs> Love it, keep them coming. So <laughs> I, um, I had, recently had surgery that year and so the team was on the road and Denver Pioneers came to town to play in the regional tournament so yep. they won the regional tournament and so I brought them out you know it was my senior class or my freshman class were seniors that year yeah so brought them out um, went downtown Minneapolis and uh, we had like this we had the whole team coming but at that moment there was like four of us <laughs> and so we had this big couch set up because there were going to be so many guys there. Yeah. And Carly comes walking over with this like armful of coats. <laughs> and she's like, hey, can I set these on your couch? And, I'm, and I kind of looked, I'm like, well, as long as if you guys come hang out with us, then yeah, you can put them on our couch. You <laughs> know, type thing. So she, so smooth. she yeah. just happened to be at a bachelorette party for, um, you know, for one of her best friends. And so brings, she had 15 girls with her. So, you know, <laughs> all 15 girls come over and we start hanging out and whatever. So extremely long story short, one of my friends ends up telling her that I play for the wild. The funniest part is they're on TV at the moment. <laughs> so she sees it and she's like, there's yeah, the she, right. I love the that line. she put that together though. Yeah, yeah. she yeah. was just like yeah. be yeah. lured in by that right. line. Yeah, right. Right. exactly. Well, and she was in news at the time. Of course, right. yeah, right. So, you know, she was, um, you know, and so she's like, no, these they're lying. Like, this is the funniest <laughs> part is that they think like this is gonna yeah. like, help them get girls like but they're lying they're playing right now so she ended up finding out later on of yeah. course but um yeah so that was kind of a funny part of it <laughs> and she's obviously as you mentioned she worked in news she does broadcasting yeah. how much has she uh helped you with these kind of situations i feel like yeah, just seeing her tips? go to work yeah is she is she giving you um, any tips honestly the biggest thing that she's done is um turn it from being serious all the time yeah you know for me when you when you're a young kid and you're learning the media side everyone tells you you know, all the basic answers of everything is just like, it's boring. Yeah, right? the happy it's, cliches. Jerry yeah, McCann and I have talked about that before. Exactly. Yeah. It's always the same and it's boring. I mean, it's boring <laughs> for you guys. It's boring for us. It's boring for the <laughs> listeners. It, it's just the fact of it. But, yeah. but realistically, throughout your entire career, you're better off being smart about what you're saying and, and keeping it about the, the right situation about that game. You have to be very conscious of what's going on around you and not just that interview, right. right? Did you win? Did you lose? Did you play well? Were you terrible? Have you been on a good stretch or a bad stretch um, as, a, as an individual or a team? You know, there's so many factors to that mm -hmm. that you have to be very careful of. And so that's why the cliches end up happening. And that's why it's easy to fall back on and you know you're never gonna almost get in trouble for it. And yeah. so that's why that happens. Now with Carly, she's tried to kind of pull me out of that and be 
still be smart about it. Now, yeah. there's a few things that have backfired because of that, but <laughs> but it was a good learning experience. Exactly. It was yeah. good to kind of get it away from the normal, you know, everyday interview. Right. Well, so you and Carly have started a charity called Give 16. Uh, yeah. Can you tell us about meeting Tucker Hellstrom at the University of Minnesota Children's Hospital and just how that changed your life and got this all going for you yeah, guys? Yeah, so um, Tucker was, uh, he's an amazing kid, yeah. So, you know, it all started with a team visit that we had with the Wild. We, we did Christmas visits every year. And so um, went to visit uh, Masonic Children's Hospital and um, the, the workers that were there basically came up to Jared Spurgeon and I and said, hey, what, what floor do you want to go to? You know, uh, five or six. And we said, uh, we'll go five. You know, it was <laughs> literally like that. Yeah. It, it, it was a meaningless deal there. And um, so we're, we're walking down the floor. We, you know, we're handing blankets and, and gifts to all the kids and saying hi and talking. And so we're getting towards the end of the hallway and the, the attendant says, hey, you know, this young boy here is a huge wild fan. They've known about this for a bit, so they have some, a ton of family in there. They're super excited, so um, you know, just want to give you a heads up, but you know, go have some fun and, and, and meet them. So we walk in the door, and, and Tucker's standing there, and his jaw just drops. Like, he couldn't <laughs> believe that Jared Spurgeon and I walked in the door. Well, at the time, I didn't know, but I was his favorite player. And so he didn't know who he was meeting that day. He just knew that it was going to be a wild player. Oh, wow. And so that was kind of a, a fun thing for him. So he actually had a T-shirt that he had made um, that on the back said Zucker, but the Z was crossed out and there was a T next to it. Oh, so, and he was going to give awesome. it to whoever was there to give to me was his right. thing. But it was just perfect for him. Completely that by chance. Just yeah. by chance that I happened to get his room. And so that kind of started it from there. And so most of these hospital visits are three, four minutes. Right. I right. think Spurgey and I stayed in there for 20 minutes, 25 minutes. That's yeah. awesome. We played, That's incredible. We played NHL, we, you know, on, on uh, PlayStation. I mean, we were having a great time. Um, so we left there, and uh, Tucker had osteosarcoma, which is a rare bone cancer. And so, um, unfortunately, he had to have his leg amputated from um, just above the knee. Yeah. And so about two weeks later, that had happened. Um, and a mutual friend of ours, who um, we didn't realize had any connection to you know, the situation, reached out and said, hey, J you know, to Carly, and said, Jason had just met this boy at the hospital. Um, he just had his leg amputated. Could you, you know, give us a stick or a jersey or something just to kind of lift his spirits? Yeah. Well, Carly figured out the connection because I had told her about Tucker that day. Um, and she said, well, why don't we stop by and, and bring something to him? So we actually were the first people to see him outside of his family after his leg was amputated. Wow. We stopped by and saw him and, and yeah. hung out with him and, you know, played video games again and um, hung out for a while. And, um, mm -hmm. so that was, and that was the first time that Carly got to meet him and his family. So that was great. Um, and then it became kind of a weekly thing. We would stop by every week or every couple of weeks and, and see him. Carly was much more involved with, with Dana, his mom, and, yeah. um, and that side. But, you know, it was great. Anytime that we had time in the schedule, we'd stop by and see him and hang out at the hospital. And um, we just got to know him. They became great friends. And um, Tucker was an amazing boy. Um, you know, and, and his daughter, his two younger sisters were the same age as my daughter, Sophia. So we would bring Sophia and she would play oh, with, the, with the daughters at yeah. the hospital. So it was, uh, you know, it was a lot of fun. We, we had a great time. And again, we became friends. I mean, we would bring them to games all the time. Yeah. We went to the movies with them. Yeah. You know, it was things like that. So yeah. it wasn't, this wasn't like, a, let's just do a couple hospital visits here and there. Like right. this was a real friendship. Like we, 
um, in, in every sense of the word. And, and it, was, uh, it was great to get to know him. Yeah. Unfortunately, that summer um, in July, he passed away yeah. um, you know, from, from his osteosarcoma. Um, and so it was actually a very bittersweet day. That morning, I actually signed my two-year extension with the Wild. Oh. And then Carly had, um, I was actually home in Vegas and Carly was in Minnesota. So she had called and said, hey, Dana just called me and said, if you want to see Tucker, you know, you got to come out and, and kind of say goodbye type yeah. thing. So oh, man. Um, I hopped on a red eye flight that night after I had my workouts and my skates. And, you know, I, I hopped on a red eye and flew out there. We saw him the next morning and uh, he passed away the next day. So it was it was great that Carly and I got to see him and um, yeah. got to have that time with him and his family. And we still keep in touch with Dana. We still talk to him very often and um, with the amazing charity work that she's doing now yeah. um, with Team Tucker Play, Laugh, Love. And, um, you know, we try to make sure that we help out in, in all those situations anytime we can. And, um, you know, they're a great family and, and great friends of ours. We actually got his autograph tattooed on your wrist, correct? And yeah. his uh, telling you to shoot more. Yeah, so <laughs> those are two separate stories, but I molded yeah. them together for the tattoo, which was yeah. nice. Um, so the original story was I was I was struggling that season. You know, yeah. it was the worst season that I had had um, statistically in my career. And um, you just kind of couldn't figure it out type thing. And so, um, you know, I went to the hospital to see him one day and he goes, hey, you know, I got some advice for you. Right, what do you got? <laughs> and he was that type of kid. Like yeah. he always wanted to talk hockey, and, right. you know, talk shop, and make sure he was part of the boys. You know, it was, it was great. So um, he goes, you know, I got some advice. And I said, all right, what do you got? And he goes, you need to back check hard and shoot more. Yeah. I'm like, that's actually really good advice. I'm like, so right. you know, I'm going to try to do that next game. And so that the shoot more obviously stuck with me more than the back checking, just because it's hockey players. We, Nobody likes to back check. So, um, Honesty. Yeah, but truth. But um, you know, it was it was great advice, and and so it became more of a life motto than it did just a just a quote or a saying. Right. Um, but you know, for me, the the autograph side of it, I had given him sticks and jerseys and all of these things, and so the the last day that we saw him actually yeah. um, that July, he gave me a, a card of his, um, a hockey card from his team photo that year and on the back was his autograph. And you know, he said, I wanted you to have this. You know, you've given me a ton, so I wanted to give you my autograph. I've been yeah. working on it. And his mom told me that he sat with paper for just oh. hours trying to figure out what he wanted his autograph <laughs> to be. And I so, yeah, so I have that tattooed on my wrist with Shoot More. Um, and again, Shoot More has just kind of become, uh, you know, a life motto and it, it, it has a lot more to do with hockey. You know, it has yeah. a lot more to do with, with um, life in general and taking chances and just, you know, not being afraid to to take that chance and take that shot and, and move forward in life. Yeah. How did that then dovetail into the Give 16 uh, organization? Yeah, so um, right after Tucker passed away, Carly in her, I don't know how she does it, it's unbelievable, but, <laughs> but she put together an event in 10 days wow. for Tucker to help um, offset funeral costs. Okay. Um, and we raised $65,000 in 10 days Wow! Um, wow. with this event. It was incredible. I, again, I don't know how Carly did it. <laughs> she had help, obviously, from other people, yeah. but she was just... She's a she superstar. Was, she was a woman on a mission for that for that moment. And um, it was it was really, really unbelievable. And, and we took $10,000 of that, and we donated, donated it to Kyle Rudolph's End Zones. Kyle Rudolph plays with the Minnesota Vikings. Sure, yeah. And he is a yeah. mainstay in the Twin Cities and at Masonic Children's Hospital as well. So he had a space there um, for kids. And in the space, there were all these lockers. And the, the lockers were meant for the, the Wild, the Timberwolves, the Vikings, you know, so on. 
and we donated 10,000 to have a Team Tucker locker. So there's a jersey in there that um, says, you know, Team Tucker. Um, it has a helmet and all that. And so that's forever going to be in his space. So that was kind of our awesome. way of doing that for Tucker, for his legacy within Kyle Rudolph's end zone. Um, but then the event side of it kind of went to offset some funeral costs and some other things for for um, for his family. Yeah. Um, well, then we, we decided that, you know, Masonic had been such a big part of our lives. And then we, we did that piece with Kyle Rudolph's end zone. And, and we wanted to make sure that we as a family built a legacy, but also made sure that we made Tucker's legacy live on. And so yeah. we, uh, we decided we wanted to build the Zucker Family Suite and Broadcast Studio um, within the hospital. Um, and basically it's a dual purpose space um, where the, the first half of it is you can go watch um, a wild game as if you're at Excel Energy Center. So That's amazing. it turns into a viewing suite, the screen drops down, they have goal lights. If it's goal scored, the <laughs> lights actually go off like they are at the ring. That's awesome. Um, you know, they have it fully set up for that. The other side of it, which is the more extensive side, is the broadcast studio. So you can host, uh, they have the morning news every single day. Um, they have bingo, they have game nights, they have, um, you know, celebrity drop-ins that, that can teach them how to host a radio show or to host a uh, TV show. Um, they have multiple aspects to it on that side that, that make it very interactive and fun for the kids to be a part of. Um, and so it, it's been a really fun space. I mean, we just yesterday, there was a cooking show going on in the space. <laughs> cool. They, yeah. they brought some That's people fantastic. into a cooking show. Yeah. Um, during an event that we had earlier for Masonic, um, Jesse James Decker actually oh, yeah. came in and, and played. I love her. Yeah, she came in and she did a full <laughs> concert for the kids. Wow. And, and the best part is yeah. that the um, one of the companies called um, 12 Consulting actually donated to the space. So Channel 12 is live 24-7 in the space. And so kids can turn on Channel 12 and see what's happening in the space live at that time. Or if it's you know later on at night and the space is closed it's it's previously recorded shows and different things that they've done so mm -hmm. they can always see stuff that's going on within the yeah. space it's pretty neat yeah, yeah it's awesome and i mean i know this is obviously based in minnesota but if penguins fans you know want to get involved is there a way for them to contribute yeah so give 16 we um are currently in the middle of a hat campaign that was uh full go when we were in minnesota obviously they're awesome hats you know, just for what yeah, it's worth thank you. checking them out thank you. yeah um so unr unrl.co um still has those hats available um today and and uh they will for the rest of the year um and then i think carly and i are going to talk about finding a way to, to branch Give16 into Pittsburgh. We know that it's an amazing fan base and uh, we're hoping that they love to get behind it. The great thing about Masonic Children's Hospital for us is that it's not a, it's a Minnesota-based hospital, but I'm making this number up, but I, I know it's <laughs> 80% roughly aren't from Minnesota. It, it's, right. it's a world-renowned hospital that people come from all over the world and all over the United States to to get care within this hospital. So wow. it's something that if you're helping Masonic and helping the Zucker family suite, you're not helping just Minnesota, you're helping kids from all around the world and all around the country um, get better you know, in their time of need. Yeah. Well, and I know we only have a couple minutes left, so we'll make sure to, to wrap this up soon, but you actually won the King Clancy Trophy uh, for your efforts, which was amazing. Um, but I also too wanted to ask you about the suit you wore to the awards when you were there. <laughs> And, and you're yeah. just like overall sense of style because I feel like from what we've seen the last couple days, you've had some, or a couple weeks, I should say, you've been wearing some snazzy suits. Yeah, Is that suits, <laughs> suits are my thing that I try to go crazy with. And actually, 
these are my tame ones, I'm gonna say. What? I left the, the crazy, because you can't come yeah, guns you can't blazing. Come you can't come in, guns yeah. blazing. Keep people game, guessing. Game, bit, game you know? one, you just can't do it, so. Um, yeah, I have a great suit guy um, based out of, out of New Jersey. Um, his company is called Gentleman's Playbook. Okay. Um, you can find him on social media. Um, and uh, yeah, he makes some unbelievable suits. He dresses a lot of professional athletes um, and, and business folks throughout, you know, throughout the country. And he does yeah. some great work. So it's been fun to uh, kind of find some crazier ones. And then for the awards this year, um, you know, for me in that type of situation, you, you got to wear something fun. You got to, <laughs> whether you win or lose, you just got, it's, it's kind of a style thing. So you got to have some yeah. fun with it. And, uh, and we did that. Must have been cool to win that award in Vegas. Place yeah. that means a lot to yeah, you, Yeah, right? exactly. And um, uh, oddly enough, when I was 13, 14 years old, um, I actually carried a trophy when I was there. Um, and this is going to be a crazy long story too, but my dad <laughs> would not let me touch any trophy because he told me, he's like, you might win one. one. And I was like four, 13, 14. And a friend of ours had invited us to go because they needed some helpers from around. Yeah. And so I carried um, the Vesna. And Ryan Miller won it that year. And my dad said, that's the only trophy you'll never win. <laughs> you know, you have no chance of winning that one. So that's the only one he'd let me touch. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. So I carried the Vesna for Ryan Miller that year. That's pretty um, funny. Did they give you, like, we, like, who did you have to ask to do that? Or did you just Somebody walk up Somebody asked us. It was a yeah. friend of ours that um, I'm not sure how the connection worked, but it's a very small hockey community yeah. there. So yeah, right. somebody, I don't know if it was from the NHL, reached out, but they have handlers that, that handle the trophies. Yeah. and. Um, so a friend of my dad's reached out and said, hey, do you guys want to come and do this? And said, yeah, of course. I mean, that'd be That's great. fantastic. Yeah. yeah, your dad's all over it. I love it. Yeah, he's, he knew. He's, he's very well connected in, in Vegas in the hockey world just because it's such a small world. And you yeah. know, having three boys in Vegas um, that all were pretty good players, um, you know, helps. And we, you know, pretty much everybody knows everybody yeah. in, that, in that hockey world for sure. Yeah. Well, he works at a casino, right? I'm sorry? Your dad works at a casino? Yeah, so he works for Station Casinos, um, and he actually is on the construction side, so he builds casinos awesome. for, for uh, Station Casinos. So he's on the, he's their vice president of construction, so any yeah. any remodels, any building that they do, he's in charge of. Awesome. And he built roller hockey rinks when you were younger? Did he I did, read that? Yeah, yeah. yeah he was in uh, more commercial um, and residential okay. construction at, you know, a lot younger. So when I was a kid, actually when I was in kindergarten, he used to pick me up from school at noon when I was done because you just had half days then and he'd bring me to the roller rink and one half of it was done before the other so I would sit there and I would skate all day <laughs> while he was building and then when he was done with work I would hop in the car and we'd go home. Awesome. Yeah. Love so it. it was great. Well, Jason, we really enjoyed the conversation. Thanks for taking the time with us. I'm sure we will catch up. I know there's more to learn, but uh, for the meantime, thanks for taking the time. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. All right, that is Jason Zucker. I want to thank our executive producer, Wayne Gretzky-Anderson, Michelle Crecciolo, Penn's Inside Scoop, and Jason Zucker. We'll bring it back to him again. I'm Josh Getzoff. This has been the Scoop Podcast presented by PPG, and we'll catch you next time.